This is Papa Hill speaking, and you are listening to a Wrestling With Words podcast. Visit us at WrestlingWithWords.com and follow us on Twitter at WrestleWords. If you don't, you are not Papa Hale's approved. But remember to always be fired up! Mr. Waller, I've offered this man a lot of money to do this, okay? Because it's worth it to me. However, I don't care if I end up penniless. I don't care if I have to spend my life savings. I will see to it that you end up in the hospital for one week, Mr. Waller. Do you understand me? <laughs> I need me a Japanese. I'm gonna be people from everywhere. I need me a Japanese. I don't have to defend the title tonight. I really don't. I'm here, and I'm gonna be here until I feel like I wanna leave. And if you don't like me being here, train to be a professional wrestler, get in this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you. Folks, welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling. This episode is named CM Cuck. You actually, you're actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're running with it. We're running with it. inside I jokes. I, I didn't know that was a thing. I missed out on some stuff in the Slack. I Andrew, you well, missed out on so much. That's um, what you get when you're 20 minutes late to everything, Andrew. We were going to do this episode last week. I mean, I, okay, I'm going way ahead of myself. I'm joined r- r- this week by the sports entertainment shrinks themselves, Andrew Brock. Andrew, how you how you guys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, my pat, my power is intact. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so we're okay. Now I'm gonna rewind it again. We were gonna do this episode last week, um, but that Andrew decided to be a real, a real dick, dick, and uh, just like, hey, power's out, can't do it. Um, <laughs> then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go be social. I'm gonna do some trivia. Uh, just really being difficult. Uh, but I'm really happy him Rock can join this week because this week we're gonna talk about something. I have zero knowledge of, and I was like, hey, I'm going to bring two guys on that can, you know, give me some background on this thing, and that's going to be Backyard Wrestling. Mm. Yes. So, uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Just give me a little insight into your view on uh, on the Backyard Wrestling. Like, hey, w- w- how did you participate? Sure. So, um, I did it. I was a backyard, backyard wrestler, and I still, you know occasionally I, I mean i haven't in in a while in like a year probably but uh um going to a show in like two weeks so there's that but um i started uh right at the beginning of high school my cousins or, or my best friend's cousin um was was into it and i liked wrestling so he was like you like wrestling you should be a backyard wrestler because it's a very that's a logical step obviously um <laughs> uh, uh then this was a guy named named Skybinds, who who introduced me to this world, um, and I I went to a couple of shows he was on first, and they were I I am uh, the exact opposite of athletic Brock can attest, and they they were they were doing stuff that I couldn't dream of doing, so I was like Sky I'm in, but I can't wrestle with these guys, so we started our own fed, and Sky said he would train me. and a and a train I use loosely, <laughs> me <laughs> me and a bunch of my. Uh, my buddies, uh, and his only his only qualifier, he was like, I'll do this, but we have to name the Fed 3CW. It'll stand for Three Count Wrestling. And we did that, and we ran out of my backyard and, and various yards in the town of Norwalk, Connecticut, where I grew up. And I did that from 
2000, let's say 2005, regularly all the way through last year, 2016. So uh, before I stopped running shows, we stopped doing shows regularly in Connecticut. And I like traveled around the Northeast and did shows in different states. And I'm sure we'll get into all that stuff. But that is like the, mm. the, the basis of my participation in it. Okay, same question for Brock. Um, my history with backyard wrestling is really tied intrinsically to my history of professional wrestling. I got into pro wrestling at the tail end of 2007 on Christmas Day. And uh, very quickly, I devoured all the pro wrestling knowledge I could and found out that there were kids in my high school who uh, were very much into pro wrestling. And not only that, but they were backyard wrestling. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Uh, I'm curious about it, though, because I just want to like absorb as much wrestling as I, as I can. And so I went over to this guy's house and they're just rolling around on the grass, like (laughs) doing gonzo bombs to each other and being all sorts of unsafe and bad. And uh, I was like, I'm in. (laughs) And I started, started uh, quote unquote backyard wrestling in 2008. Uh, Haven't done it in a couple of years now due to a variety of reasons. Um, Stopped in what April of 2014, but did it, pretty regularly throughout all those years traveled all over the states from illinois to florida to pennsylvania and everywhere in between um met a whole lot of people met andrew met probably 90 percent of my friend group these days uh had a lot of fun with it so what you're saying is andrew is pretty much waking his way for the comeback get that month, big payday um Should but, be, yeah. but, but, but you're out you're out for now I'm retired from the game. <laughs> I'm running shows these days. <laughs> oh, goodness. Brock just films and books. He films yes. and he books. That's what I do. So this is going to be one of those episodes, um, like I did with Mark Maxwell and Brad Stutz, where I'm just going to pretty much ask questions. Um, okay. I'm going to start with, is everyone in backyard wrestling 15 or at least the maturity of a 15-year-old based on this music selection? Uh, No. Some are okay. much older. Some are okay. uh, quite a bit younger. Uh, yeah, Maturity-wise, sort of, yeah. I think sounds right, maturity-wise. A lot of like, it... A lot of, wheelhouse. a lot of backyard wrestling was born out of, like, the early 2000s uh, music scene as well as the early 2000s, like, independent wrestling scene. So a lot of, like, that mentality and that culture is what has influenced it the last, like, 10 years or so. So yeah, you're going to hear a lot of, a lot of CKY, a lot of, <laughs> Il, a lot of Il Nino. <laughs> a lot of pop punk, a fair yeah. amount of, like, Juggalo music. Yeah. Um, but it's, in terms of, like, actual ages, I think on my shows I've had everyone, youngest person uh, that, I've, that I've been on a show with was 12, and the oldest is probably, like, 30-plus. Yeah, same for me about that, that, that age range. <laughs> Uh, All colors and creeds coming together. <laughs> when was the backyard wrestling game released? Do you have any idea? Oh, like because I have to like feel like 03? that. I have to feel like that play a part somewhat in. It had already existed for quite a while by that point. Yeah, I've I've, I've never even played it. Yeah, I got. I got yeah, it. neither have I. I've never seen it. Two thousand three. Okay. Oh, see, I was just hoping secretly that these people were just. Big old marks, and they were like, "We're gonna keep, we're gonna do this now, so we're gonna be in the next game." And then it just then never. I'm that... sure there were people who thought that. There's, there's definitely. I mean, there's. You gotta understand a lot of, a lot of like backyard wrestlers are just like 
dumb young people. And like it, it's dumb to get into wrestling in any format, but it's even more dumb to do it in a format in which you don't get paid money. So like these are these are probably not people who have like the <laughs> the highest IQ or the best game plan for their lives. So yeah, I, I assume some people were out there like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get on this this video game with uh, ICP. Well, there was there was the game, and then there were the uh, there those were the videotapes, of, the best of backyard wrestling videotapes. Oh yeah, VHS tapes. We're talking like full blown infomercial 2 a.m. right afterwards like 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 the televangelists start running those are from those are from the (laughs) late 90s like matt cross is on one of them one of one of the more uh open and famous backyard wrestlers matt cross yeah um so it's like between those tapes and that game i would imagine there is a whole um uh generation and then and then the uh the documentary with that that rvd is in um and and the lizard and that's i think it's from i think that's from 2001 yeah so there's there's like this it is like a weird counterculture media thing in the early 2000s real late 90s probably i would say but but even then like that's sort of like a generational difference where like andrew and i come from a pair of generations like a pair of large worldwide circles of backyard wrestling which aren't like representative of of all of backyard wrestling, but like most of it, I would wager. Um, and like those two came after all of like that kind of shit in the late nineties and early two thousands. So question as I'll continue to do, uh, (laughs) how does like a show form? Like how do you people connect with each other and say, Hey, yeah, there's gonna be a show going on. Uh, Well, I think, I think the best way to answer that, uh, and I'll let Andrew do this is to talk about forums. Yeah. So, so one of the first when 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 my buddy Sky we started this Fed one of the first things he showed me he was like you're gonna go to this website and you're just gonna watch everybody else and like take it all in and and there was this there was this forum called the Backyard Wrestling Link and it was it was just a message board and I don't know how these people found each other I know that the guys in Norwalk <laughs> where I'm from found the rest of the Connecticut backyarders on the ROH forum like that's mm-hmm. how they connected. That but, was uh, that was a big that was a big meeting place the ROH forums for yeah. a lot of these people. So so the backyard wrestling link was this place where people would you know everyone everyone all around the country and and around the world because Australia is represented, mm-hmm. the UK is represented, Canada is represented, have their own their own feds right that they're running in in their backyards or in their hometowns with just kind of most of the time it's just like your buddies from school or whatever you know and and they would come to this forum and then eventually someone had the bright idea. Let's get the group from Canada and the group from Indiana and the group from Connecticut and the group from New York and let's put them in one place and run a show there. So then you have people on forums organizing these what they call super shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and one guy kind of takes charge, puts on the Booker hat, so to speak, and he and he puts together, I for lack of a better term, a backyard wrestling dream card. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know because he's gonna have the guy from Canada wrestle the guy from England and and. And the best guy in New York is going to wrestle the best guy in Connecticut. And you, you, you have shows like these that would be weekend-long affairs. They would be, you know, show on Saturday, show on Sunday. And then at night, people would hang out. They would drink. They would, they would talk. They would, you know, go, to, go out to eat and have fun. And it turns into this, like, weekend-long event, so to speak. And, you know, as time went on, I think it's safe to say the shows got more and more elaborate. Like, people mm-hmm. taking time to design full-blown sets um, storylines like between so, yeah. shows 
angles between shows, um, stuff that like you know he started on like homemade rings or homemade bases in in backyards and slowly transitioned into full blown pro rings and like big warehouses and like mm-hmm. um, like they just kind of really evolved over time to to kind of that and that's probably more of what Brock and I saw was the mm. tail end of it like my my home group wrestled on a homemade ring with with no ropes uh it's you call it a base in the backyard wrestling vernacular i guess it um but in terms of like super shows and stuff like that i've went to nowadays if it's not a pro ring it's kind of a rarity yeah so, it's it's looked down upon by some people yeah, especially as like in general the the roster of people that you're pulling from gets older and older. They kind of want to get more professional with certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Geeks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's backyard wrestling. Not a, that's really what it is. Like you gotta, you gotta understand like part of it, part of this culture comes from like CKY and Jackass. And part of it comes from like frat houses. And part of it comes from just your typical wrestling fan. But like, for the most part, these are just geeks. Like these are just people who love wrestling and want to partake in it in whatever fashion they can by whatever means they can. And it just, it, it, it evolves into this like street ball equivalent of professional wrestling. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Uh, verbiage there. Street ball has elaborate storylines. <laughs> street ball was awesome. It's just, <sighs> I'm getting real disappointed that Street Ball's not on right now. That should be on uh, NBC Sports. So, how what's the first you've driven for a backyard wrestling show? Uh, I longest show I ever went to, or the long, longest trip I ever took for backyard wrestling was just over 1,000 miles. Uh, well, 2,000 if you count both ways, um, which is from Indianapolis, Indiana to Tampa, Florida. Uh, Brock's, Brock's got me handily beat. <laughs> longest drive I ever had to do is probably like four hours. Um, for whatever reason, backyard wrestling tended to be concentrated, at least in my experience, in two mm. main areas, the Northeast corridor of the United States and like the Midwest section of the United States. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed mostly in the Northeast and the shows I went to were there. But like, I know guys who have flown from New Jersey to England for a weekend so it's like it's not unheard of you know i think the longest anyone ever went was from vancouver canada to melbourne uh australia, australia. or it was from um sh- shit where's jake from andy uh jake ukraine? From ukraine ukraine or ukraine to tampa That's- florida one of those two is the longest that's dumb um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really stupid, <laughs> and it's just but, to go wrestle. Well, it also, but it like just it go live your dream. You're Ain't also you? going to hang out with your friends. Totally. Right? Yeah, like those those two trips were like two weeks long each. I think that's oh, how. Okay. At least okay. That's there how, were vacations. Yeah, that's yeah. much more reasonable. For for me, when I'm just doing the stuff in the Northeast, it would just be a weekend. But like you justify it to yourself by saying, I'm going to go hang out with my friends this weekend. Mm-hmm. And you know? if you've been doing this for like any significant period of time, Andrew just said he, he, he's been in this community for 12 years. I'm getting on to like 10 years now almost. Like you've you've talked to these people for so long. Like these people are your friends. And it, yeah. it, it's not it's not too out of the ordinary to think like I'm going to spend 
a couple hundred dollars and drive a couple hundred miles to go hang out with my friends for a weekend. I can understand going to see your friends more than doing yeah, that, more than doing that double shot in Tampa. Just... <laughs> and that's, and that is what, you know, 19 year old Andrew would tell his parents. There was um, one time when I was 16 years old, uh, my friend and I went from our hometown here in Indiana up to Chicago for a weekend. And it was so funny. I was, I was talking to, my grandpa and his new wife. And we were like, oh yeah, we're going to go up to this show in Chicago and do a wrestling show. And my grandfather's new wife said to me, oh, couldn't you find a yard here in Indiana? <laughs> and it, like, that's, it, does, it doesn't make sense to other people because it's stupid. It's yeah. so stupid, but it's like, it's what, it's, it's what got hooks into us, you know? Yeah. It's a real dumb hobby. <laughs> the dumbest <laughs> well wrestling is a real dumb hobby so why not just yeah. take it like one more step uh yeah so brock you sent me a list of backyard wrestling matches i think I, seven I, or eight of them yeah i wanted to say prof- the professional wrestling but that's just not what it is um okay. so i'm trying to get used to this um yeah a bunch of them though a bunch of them feature guys who went on to be pro wrestlers or were pro wrestling or just, were going for that i mean it is that quick trip yeah um okay so i have a, you sent me the list of matches i had no idea what to expect my extent <laughs> experience was uh watching some very short clips um probably five years back and watching a documentary where two guys were wrestling in the desert um i think their mother <laughs> mother was in like a, a beach chair watching over them as they were tossing each other in barbed wire pits it was very confusing um yeah. so this was not that so <laughs> well tell us what tell us what this was then this was this is so this is some guys doing some some real stuff i'm gonna <laughs> use the word capital s-t-u-f-f um so i'm just gonna go down the list that you sent me and start with we're gonna match by match because we're really breaking this down to the okay. nitty-gritty you can, uh you can find all of these listeners you can find these uh fairly easily on youtube if you search mm-hmm. them the and YouTube. if you ask one of us you can you can get a link. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with uh, the top here, which you sent the perfection versus Danny Devine from <laughs> Russell New Russell New Russell Russellenium. Russellenium. I didn't know how to pronounce that one bit. Russellenium six. Uh, okay, so the perfect- this is the big Connecticut show yearly show, or this yeah, was when we were. This is the show Andrew put together. He's in this video. Yeah, I booked. I I booked this show. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so Dan, I want to make sure I got this right. Uh, was okay. Danny was Danny Devine the little guy or yes? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Would you would you look at him and think he's called the perfection? No. <laughs> or do no. you think it's the huge jack dude? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the huge jack dude. Uh, <laughs> so I like how they do look like you expect um, professional indie wrestlers from the mid 2000s sure. to look. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, sure. that's good. That's how you how I want it to be. Um, Perfection is a shoot artist. I'm assuming in the spare time. Uh, <laughs> Danny Devine is a real, real tiny oh, gentleman. He's not a shoot artist. He's a he's a men's volleyball player. Yes, <laughs> a men's volleyball coach. That's good. That's... And, a, and a and a craft beer enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm liking the I'm liking the color I'm getting here. 
so Danny is a very a very tiny man, or is it just tiny mm-hmm. in comparison to he's pretty small? He's yeah, he's little. He's, he's he, felt. Um, I've 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 known him since sixth grade, and I think he stopped growing in eighth grade, probably. And I'll just say, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's little. Danny's uh, probably like 5'10", and Zeke is, the perfection, is like 6'3", 4'? He's like 6'3", 6'4". So, they worked the, the little man, big man match. Uh, again, I only have the music video to go off of. Um, right. Is a lot of this content like distributed through music videos, or does someone yeah, the, keep the, the full thing somewhere? Um, it's a depository. This, this full is on YouTube, but okay. um, but the, like the most digestible format for this stuff is is music videos because so when people are building these matches, I don't know if building's the right word, but when they're wrestling these yeah. matches, are they going for the music video? Or they... sometimes uh, okay. I would say most of the time, yes, they are. Okay, um, you gotta. It's probably not a shocker, but, but when you've got a bunch of guys who don't have pro training. Sometimes there are big spots in the folds that just aren't good. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dead air, so to speak. Um, so music videos, you chop all that out, you look like a million bucks every time. But there's also there's also a couple other reasons. One, yeah. uh, back in the day in like the backyard wrestling link in the early in the mid two thousands, it was hard to send people large media files. So if you could like chop down a match into a like. 20 or 30 megabyte music video that was the easiest way to get your footage out there and there's yeah. also like backyard wrestling okay so professional wrestling you're getting paid and backyard wrestling you're not you're doing this because you love it you're doing this because like you want to create something there's a big there's a big culture of creativity in backyard wrestling yeah. and so that that came with it a lot of people who wanted to make cool music videos a lot of people who are today working in like um, computer graphics and the- uh, video like, editing services. The, perfect, the perfection, as an example, yeah. is he 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 like produces documentaries as a yeah. That's what he does, <laughs> and he so. made this video. And it's people. It's not just that it's easy to distribute and it covers up your weaknesses, but it's also like another medium in which people can um, just explore their creativity. Okay, that's well, I I can understand that. Uh, so I do have a question, Andrew. Uh, sure. Did anyone do the power bomb onto the the barrel during the show? Um, I don't know. Because that seems like the, the most show. natural and nasty spot imaginable. Yeah. I was just getting. It's definitely dis- happened before. Oh, it's happened. It's happened. <sighs> okay, yeah. good, good. Because I was getting real disappointed. I feel like that was just the natural thing for it to happen. Just <laughs> yeah. Danny to die on the barrel. Those are those are famous barrels, the Connecticut barrels. Get <laughs> barrels. Um. Okay, so I don't know if I want to talk spots for spots, but they do some real interesting stuff that I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting as far as, uh, like, a weird submission move that Danny Devine hits at one point during this match. Where it's he, Danny. <laughs> uh, like, he was doing the the arm submission, like, from the back over his head thing that yeah. Ciampa and Haskins do now. Oh, like, like a bridging Fujiwara? But yes. he was like, yeah. But he was facing upwards, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Like I this cause this is from two thousand and fourteen. Fourteen. So yeah. this would yeah. be before that was a hot move. Uh, <laughs> so that was interesting to see. I was like, oh wow, okay, that's that's something. Um But yeah, there was just some different things that I wasn't expecting from backyard wrestlers. Uh sure. Divine hit like doing a 
head scissors, but like an arm scissors, I guess. And then mm-hmm. turning that into an arm bar sword submission, and then just smacking each other in it. So that was... You gotta watch the video to get that full... I might just put, like, links in the description below. Um, just for the sake of uh, <laughs> ease for everyone. But... Yeah, watch that for that kind of moment. Uh, again, it's like four minutes, so you're not going to waste your time on anything. Uh, yeah, like I, I specifically wanted to send you this first because I thought uh, this was like a really accessible match, and Zeke in particular I think is a very accessible backyard wrestler to get into. And um, I don't know, I'm glad I'm glad that it lived up to uh, your standards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I put it. Um, but yeah, this was... Is a good entry point because it kind of had that basic, the basic moves you would hope for out of this type of match. Um, sure. Nat natural moves, so that's always cool. So okay, moving on next to okay, <laughs> Anarchy Andy versus Freak Boy um, <laughs> from BYG Four. What does yeah. BYG stand for? Backyard Gathering. Ah. And this was uh, specifically, I think, that was named after the Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah, I was because the guys, yeah, the guys who put it together are Juggalos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Freak Boy has, has the face paint. Um, yes. Super goth look. He's got a half cut, whatever that thing's called, back in 2006, too. So this was, this was a while ago. Uh, okay. So they start off the match by not allowing each other to run the ropes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a this is a ladder match. We should make sure. To yes, this was a ladder match. And uh, and fun fact, uh, this was voted at one point the best uh, backyard wrestling match of all time. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't call it that, but yeah, it was voted. It was voted though. It was voted. It's official. Brought to a vote. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how long did that stand? When did that vote take place? I want to recount. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was just not something that happens. It was a different structure to start off than mm. you would expect from any sort of match, I guess. Um, sure. I guess all I, I liked when I was watching these matches was there was ideas there. Like, mm. when you're totally. when you're playing a good but not great video game, you can see ideas, but, like, they just don't quite have the money or the skill to really capitalize on that idea. Um, sure. And that's what feels like some of this backyard wrestling stuff is um, like good ideas, but sometimes just get real sloppy or they get just too ambitious and they decide, Hey, we're going to do flippy doos for 20 minutes while we're just totally 20 is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like there's just one point in this video where I was just skipping through it. And it feels like, yep, they're, they're doing a flying move. They're doing a flying move. Okay. Okay. Um, specifically, specifically, these are like two of the crazier high flyers in yarding history. And like, it's, it's the kind of thing we say, and it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense to people like outside of the community, but like Andy here, Anarchy Andy, who, uh, wrestles today on the independent scene is unbreakable. Andy Harner, like truly did influence a lot of pro wrestling. Like they're like, we, we've pinpointed specific people and asked specific people like, did you like watch this stuff? Did you see these matches? And they're like, yeah, this is this is where I got this kind of shit from. Like Andy, he's super spotty and kind of sloppy sometimes, but like kind of left a print on a certain yeah. on a certain circle it's, of like independent wrestling. It's the not too long ago, Mark Maxwell tweeted, yeah, something along the lines of, "Tell me your favorite forgotten about 
independent wrestlers. And I think it was Brock tweeted. Did you tweet Andy or was it somebody else? I didn't tweet so, Andy, but uh, I retweeted some, someone. Tweeting somebody, Andy. yeah, somebody said Andy, unbreakable Andy Harnick, and and Max Maxwell said he's somebody who, if you talk to people, they name him specifically as an influence. Yeah, and it's certainly not because of his pro stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, he because he just does like tiny Pennsylvania indies. He was on CZW like twice. <laughs> yeah, well, like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Um, I do want to point to. Like, the way they threw each other off this ladder was reckless and dumb. Uh, like, it looked like a st- street fight. Uh, it was just, a shoot. Yeah, it was a shoot. Just Mind, mind you, in a, in a professional wrestling ring in the middle of a large field. Yes. With, like, <laughs> no civilization to be seen. Nope. Uh, I, I do want to point to one spot that blew my mind. Um, where... Freeport does a uh, corkscrew acai moonsault into a hurricane runner on the outside to Andy, yeah. and it looks like the absolute nuttiest shit I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I yeah. lost it. I had to rewatch it many, many times. Um, <laughs> I was just like, how is this happening? It's to some degree, that was like commonplace with some of yeah. these people. Like that was, that was just the crazy flipping shit that people did. Yeah. But, I've seen I've seen a person do a spiral tap to the outside and catch somebody in a rana, but I I can't even wrap my head around it. Sometimes <laughs> there's a guy in Florida who who can do a backflip off the top rope and rana a dude who's standing underneath him. Yeah, my goodness, it's it, it's it's like <laughs> that's what this was about. <laughs> it was about it was about like. Who can do the coolest moves? Who can put on the spottiest matches? Who can do like just the the most intricate, creative stuff? It wasn't it wasn't about necessarily good wrestling, and like that's why I think a lot of people get hung up on that. Like this isn't what a lot of people would qualify as good wrestling, but that wasn't the point. I I yeah yeah. There's a lot of just absolutely batshit insane stuff in this match in particular. I would say. Um, yeah. So if you want to watch two guys just be as reckless as possible, um, <laughs> this is probably that match. My goodness, um, this was that was the one that Andrew wanted to send to you. Yeah, that's that's a good call. That was a good call. <laughs> I've 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 watched this video more times than I can count. There's years were taken off of lives. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, Freak Boy taking the German suplex into the ladder. Is yeah, like still, it just it, that's yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it it hurts a lot. Considering my big high spot was the Great Collie brain chop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you knew how to work. You were the you yeah. working smart. Andrew was smart. Yeah, work yeah. smart, not hard. Okay, um, so that does it for Anarchy Andy versus Freak Boy. Again, link will be in the description below. Absolutely dumb, dumb, but wonderful. Uh, match. I, okay, actually, explain the ending to me because it lo- got lost on me. There's so, a lot going on. Andrew, that, go ahead. That's where those storylines come into play. I I couldn't tell you exactly what that angle is. I uh, do know that the guy in the red tights and the guy in the, uh, the the silver bikers that ran in to interfere are both from Connecticut. Like yeah. I, I know those guys. Um, it was uh, Exile and no was it? troll troll and twist. Troll. Troll and Twisted, okay. Twisted yeah. I was getting Exile and Twisted confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they, 
Freak Boy wins the match, I think, and two guys interfere to like beat him up, and then Andy and Freak Boy, having bonded together over this uh, mutual destruction in a ladder match, then beat the shit out of them with a bunch of crazy things. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So moving on now officially to Zayn versus Matt Demorest. Oh, you got it right. How how do people pronounce that typically? No, that's it. Oh, I, yeah, you got it. I've heard people try and say Demarist, so that's Demarist is not correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna. I don't have a lot of thoughts on this match, to be quite frank. Okay. Um, but there there's a, there was a story here. There was something here, mm. um, which appears to have played into this match. Um. So let me go back and figure out who I'm looking at. So Zane is going to be in purple pants. Demoris yes. is in the black. Um, so for those watching at home, you have a understanding, because I know you're watching this right now as you're listening. Um, pull it up. Pull it up. Okay, so at one point, Demoris, it goes to the outside, and he just grab, clutches his arm. Mm-hmm. Because and, a, a year previously, they these two had had a match together, a really high-profile, like hyped-up match that had to end early because Demoris, like, uh, was that it? I, I thought it was yeah. like towards rotator cuff. He did something very serious to his shoulder. Yeah. Yes. And so then that sort of uh, that same spot plays out in this match, and they 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 work a shoot as it were, and they make people think that oh no, the same thing happened again. They have to stop the match, but they keep going. Yeah. Um. So the screen goes black and white when he's doing this little gimmick thing. Uh, they put a little little box in the corner of the video of that year ago match where uh-huh. the, it takes place, which I think is a neat touch um, and plays with the formula, I guess, of mm-hmm. the music video where you probably wouldn't be able to get that in other scenarios. Uh, okay. So I don't have anything really. It's a shoot fight after that point. Um, <laughs> they just go Matt, at it. Matt gets his nose busted up real badly in this. Yeah. Yeah. Mean Street to Allentown, Pennsylvania. I got a nice, I got a nice good shot filming that of him bleeding all over Zane. Okay, I'm trying to remember who. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna watch the spot again. Yep, um, Zane takes one of the dumbest things I've seen in my lifetime, where uh, I'm assuming Matt is supposed to flip him using his leg over the fence. Oh no, that. Oh no, no, no. That, he he oh, meant to land like that. Oh, he yeah. meant to do that. That's <laughs> like neck bump on top of a steel chain fence. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's dumb. Don't. Why would you do that? Because it's it's a cool spot and it makes your friends go oh, and you can but, you can look back on it in this music video form and be like oh man that was a dumb spot. But like I'm looking at it and that's a chain link fence, so you had the little little ridges up top. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which could get sure. you could get you real good. Um, <laughs> so that was not it was better knowing that he meant to do it. Because that does yeah. does make it more legit to quit. Uh, good. Okay. So I don't have any more to say about this. I like. I get. It's cool that they. There's a history to backyard wrestling, and they played mm. with it. Uh, so it kind of fleshes out backyard wrestling as a whole for me. So it's like, hey, yeah. backyard wrestling can extend beyond this one event, doing this one cool thing. Um, totally. Yeah. And Donovan Dijak stole Matt DeMore's finisher, so there's that. Definitely did. Does it worse, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, at one point, Demoris goes ham with the knees, which I was A plus, thumbs up, <laughs> double up. Uh, so next, this seems real like a real dumb name: Daniel Makabe versus LK two thousand <laughs> at BYF seven. Yes, yeah. backyard fest seven. Yeah. So uh, Dan's name comes from when he started wrestling in I want to say two thousand and one. Uh, Togi Makabe. No, yeah, um, I got this. I got. I got Togi. Yeah, New J- Togi Makabe in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was going by Shinya uh, Makabe at that point. Was just a young lion, and Dan was starting out just as like a young guy in in yarding. And it, that's we should probably make mention of that. Most people don't call it backyard wrestling. Most people just call it yarding. Yeah, okay. just to shorten it a little bit. Um, but Dan was starting out as a young guy and was like, "Hey, I like New Japan. I like this guy's name." I don't want to use my government name, so I'll just call myself my first name in Makabe. Who the fuck says my government name? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, that's a backyard shit. wrestling thing. That's, that's a backyard wrestling thing. Oh, it feels yeah. like I've, I've been to prison once or twice thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to break my parole thing uh, there, if this comes out. Uh, there are a number of backyard wrestlers who have been to prison. Yeah, I would <laughs> assume. This is uh, – okay. So this is from – the year 2004. Yeah, this is the oldest match that I sent you. So, this is a different sort of match. This is mm-hmm. this takes place in a real ring. That's not different mm-hmm. than some of the other ones, but that is, I think, necessary for a lot of the stuff they do. Because sure. they do a lot of actual grappling that sure. they probably watched off of uh, an ROH tape at a time. So <laughs> Yeah. ROH was real big with these kind of people at this point in yeah. time. I mean, I'm, I've got it running right now. Daniel Makabe just put on a picture-perfect cattle mutilation. And so Totally. Yeah. That was Dan's finisher forever. Yep. Yep. There, it is. They are trying to be low-key at Danielson out there. Yeah. Um, and LK, LK was known more for the, uh, the, 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 the technical style, so to speak, as well. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had a brother, has a brother. It's not like he's dead. He has a brother. <laughs> Who went by Shocker three three three? That did more of the flippy doos, um, but uh, but yeah, like LK's thing was the grappling type stuff. Yeah, so that, it was kind of just paints picture of hey, yarding is more than just people doing the the six spots. Um, yeah, totally. Even though it is the six spots, it is also hey, this is what actual indie wrestling is. Also, just a bastardization of a indie match you watched once. Um, yeah. And I mean, both of these guys do real indies now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Maccabre wrestles by the same name. LK2000 is Lewis Linden, his brother, Flip Kendrick. Like, yeah. Fairly, fairly popular, fairly big names. Yes, they are. They are definitely notable names from that Midwest. Right. Um, right. Okay. So that's cool to see. Hey, two guys are going to put on an indie professional wrestling match. Uh, yarding. So next up. Wow. These names get worse <laughs> as we go. Um, <laughs> I have no clue where Don got this name. Um, Marcus Centafonte? Yeah. Yes. Versus Sean Matthews. That's the difficult one. That's the hard one to say. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that gets you at Grapgasm <laughs> 8. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't watch this until like just before we got on. Uh, this is the one non-music video one. Uh, yeah, it's just a clip package. So, so the important, so the the interesting thing about this clip package, um, this Grapgasm eight, right? Presumably there was a one through seven. 
Um, <laughs> you would hope so. Grabgasm, they, they did these as they would go to Cooperstown, New York for a weekend, this, the same group of guys every month, and they would film two episodes on Saturday, two episodes on Sunday. And they did 20 of these to make like a full season of wrestling, mm. so to speak. Story-driven um, wrestling, specifically. Yeah, full storylines, feuds, promos, the whole nine. Uh, they did a they did a Cibernetico to blow off a feud, mm. like a full nine on nine batting orders Cibernetico, um, and like all sorts of stuff. Um, so that like that this was very uh, unique in in that sense. So and that's why it, that's why it's these clip packages rather than the music videos. Saw some Chikara marks got a, got yarding. Um, <laughs> who's doing Cybernetico? Um, okay. I don't think there's ever been another one in, in the yard. That might be the only one. That would be that'd be something you can put your hat on right there. Yeah, it was like an hour long. Like it was a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. You got there. Cybernetico are at midnight. Complicated <laughs> matches it started at midnight. That can't yeah. be. That's no, true. That's oh, correct. Why would you do that? Are you an idiot? Get yeah, it together, they, they, people. They were, they were, so at, the, at these shows, you could camp out in this yard. So people just set up their tents. Sure. And they, and they, and they wrestled and they drank and there were shenanigans involved. But yeah, that Cibernetico bell was, that, that, it was the main event started at midnight. <laughs> Backyard wrestlers aren't too good at running shows. Yes. We're not organized. <laughs> yes. We don't have, we don't have Vince and Gorilla. We've yeah. got, We've got Marcus Santafante, and I mean, you know, <laughs> like, who's that guy? Okay, so I have not much to say about the match, but I think this, uh, these escapades have helped, uh, again, give me some more, mm. a better idea of what the potential of these yarding uh, groups can do. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to give you like a variety among these, among these videos, not just of like time period and uh, location, but just of like content. To, I mean, backyard wrestling isn't isn't just a couple of people rolling around on a mattress when they're eight years old. Like it's it's a lot more organized than that. It's a lot more like widespread than that, and it, it has a lot of things going into it. Uh, I did want to note something that I've noticed a lot. Uh, it's they a move that should not be done in backyard wrestling is the code red. Um, oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say the Canadian Destroyer, which is done a whole hell of a lot. That too. The both of them combined. Um, not because I hate the Canadian Destroyer, which I do, make that very clear, uh, yeah. but, like, they keep on going for it as a counter, and it never works. Like, they mm. always come halfway on the rotation. It looks real weird, and I get very confused who got hit. Um, but I think I've seen it at least, uh, at least a dozen times between all these matches. There's a uh, lot of, there's a lot of, like, I mean, Backyard Wrestling really is born out of um, fads. Like the the hot new thing is is going to go around for a little while. There's certain moves that are like real popular and will stay real popular for a long time. A code red is one of them. Um, a a cutter is one of them. Like the hay, which was named after Randy Orton's right hey, in. nothing you can say. Um, like that has been a thing for years. Like people in the yard were doing the uh, the uh, from out of nowhere spot long before the internet ever picked that shit up. Uh, uh, reverse ranas are super huge in backyard wrestling. Like there's just people like to do cool moves. You know what I mean? And whether or not like it 
necessarily makes sense or whether or not it has a place in this match when there's been 13 of them already on a show. That doesn't matter so much as people just want to be like, I want to do this thing. If only any of them could do that thing. Sure, that was totally. poor schmucks. That was poor <laughs> schmucks. Uh, okay. So, moving on. The, the, the crown jewel of the collection of matches you sent over to me. <laughs> Yakuza yeah, this is a good, this is a good one. Yakuza yeah. J versus Natrix from Heat Best Six Six Six. What a mm. name for an event! Um, <laughs> there were not six hundred and sixty-five Heat Fest before this. No, <laughs> this was just the sixth one. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. So this takes place. I don't know where, but between a it's... a small a small Caucasian gentleman and a large Asian gentleman. This was in England. Uh, this was a small Welshman by the name of Natrix who now wrestles on the independent circuit as a uh, wild boar. I yeah. forget his, yeah. he has a second name that I forget, but he wrestles for like progress and other uh, dojo there uh, versus Yakuza J who doesn't do much of anything these days. And, and Yakuza J is from Canada, Vancouver. Yes. So large, he to, to, to England. Yeah, yeah. Large, like six, four, probably 300 pounds Canadian gentleman, Asian guy. Uh, was very, very good at judo and hockey and I think rugby throughout his youth. Like a, Probably. Like a, a big athletic dude facing a very small diminutive Welshman. Uh, so what I, what happened to Kuzi J? Because he clearly has got it. He's, he's, oh, got totally. he's great. Got, he's, he's, a, he's an engineer. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, bag of crap. He's lost a, a ton of weight. He is super skinny. Oh, very, very fit. Got, got married, had a kid, you know. Oh, uh, he had, this sucks. He had, he had knee surgery, I recall, um, around this time period. And that, I think, did a lot to to cut off his career. He didn't wrestle for too long after this. Yeah. Okay. Well, what a, what a match to go out on. Uh, <laughs> totally. I don't, I don't know how to properly explain this. Yakuza Jate is the Yari Takayama. Totally. He's uh, got a very Japanese uh, Puro influence to him. Yes, and Natrix uh, feels like... Um, kind of like a young Sammy Callahan? Like a chunky Sammy Callahan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Daniel uh, Callahan before the, the, the weight loss gimmick. Cannonball um, Callahan. Exactly. Uh, it, but it's just intense as all hell stiffing each other left and right uh it looks gnarly and i feel like mm. if this took place at any professional wrestling event i'd be throwing snowflakes at my butthole I'd be like yep there it is there it is there it is there you go you all of them all of them uh yeah i just don't there there there's just so many little touches and so many big moves that are totally. not like super contrived uh which i the, the most big moves on this list have been, hey, there's a big setup process, but they're always wicked cool. Um, sure. Here it's more, hey, um, Natrix is going to do a dive from the the top and elbow Yakuza right in the face mm-hmm. with all his might, all that little yeah. might he has. So, it's simple and brutal. Exactly. It's straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> At one point, um, at one point to try to kill Natrix, Yakuza J takes him up to the top and looks like he's going to do a superplex to the ground. They're out. This is just a professional wrestling ring in a field. Uh, 
next to a uh, next to a restaurant actually <laughs> um and he and he looks like he's going to do a superplex to the ground and Natrix reverses it into an exploder off the top to the ground but Chewy Yakuza J doesn't fully get over if you've ever seen uh, the Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher match where Joe goes for an exploder off the apron mm-hmm. and Necro doesn't totally get over and lands on his forehead on the concrete this is like that but off of the top of the ring off of the corner post to the ground and it's uh it's fucking brutal <laughs> it's incredible it's i mean you've seen joe necro everyone's seen joe mm. necro you've seen the uh power slam head first onto the floor uh, it's like that from the top yeah yeah, yeah. um so it is absolutely dumb as all can be but just great great stuff great yeah the i love f- it I, I the one spot that I still can't get over is when Yakuza J hits a lariat, but Natrix has his arms up, but still mm-hmm. goes down because Yakuza is just a big boy. Um, yeah. But but you know he didn't get all of it, and it's like that's a little touch that I haven't seen at all so far. Yeah, it's yeah. smart. There's, I mean, not everyone in wrestling, not everyone in backyard wrestling, not everyone in yarding is smart, but like there's there's glimpses of it there. Yeah, I will say Yakuza J does hit hard. I have. He wrestled. <laughs> he came to Connecticut for a show. Mm-hmm. And he wrestled this kid, Joey Tornado, who's this very skinny, very twig. scrawny twig. And towards the end of the match, he took a lariat, and he just meant to back bump it. And Chewy <laughs> hit him so hard that he involuntarily flipped. Yeah, like, he I've didn't never, mean to. <laughs> I've never seen anyone kick as hard as I've seen Yakuza Che kick other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that brings me so much joy. He's a real man's man. <laughs> okay. So moving on, uh, real quick side note. Um, mm. Does does Wani from Chikara, has he ever yarded? I don't know because I don't know who Wani yeah, is yeah. on the yeah. real. He's real mysterious. He's kind of new. I don't know who he is. Okay. I'm expecting some answers on this in the, in the future. Um, I have – I don't know – I'm trying to think of if I know any pro guys with masks that are yarders, and I can't think of any. There's other. one in Chikara that was doing. There is, stuff. there is yeah. a yarder in Chikara. Okay. Right now. Right oh now. wow! Right now, yeah. right this second. Well, well, two actually. Wow. One just did one. One just did way less than the other. <laughs> um. Yeah, Space Monkey versus Suwani. That's happening in Orlando. <laughs> That's... Happening in Orlando. Are you, you oh, going to okay. be there for that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, so I, just, I get caught up in the news cycle. <laughs> so next up, Twisted Outcast versus Chris Castle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So this, this is the second show of of all these videos that I was there for. Interesting. Now yeah. I'm going to be real. I don't have a lot to say on this one. Sure, just a big uh, spot fest. Yeah, just a big spot fest. Uh. After I've seen a few of them, I don't know if this one really resonated with me the way some of those other ones did. Um, but yeah, it's still fun nonetheless. If you want to watch some big moves, I feel like I should. If I watch these like spread out, um, just be like get my fix. <laughs> that might have been a better idea. Um, but I watched them kind of in succession, so I didn't really get anything wild except the finish, which is just. One of those, hey, why the heck did you do that uh, <laughs> moments? But, again, 
they do some cool stuff. So that's that. Unless you got unless Brock, you wanted to give me some additional insight since you I were there. I don't think there's a ton to it. It was just two guys who are super athletic just going out and having super athletic spot fest in this Mexican soccer arena in the suburbs of southern Chicago. <laughs> Uh, the next match then is going to be Arkham versus Virus. Um, yes. It's from, not Virus. From, Arkham, from... Arkham, also known as uh, Cor- Corvus Fear. From, or, or Eric Corvus. From, from Beyond Wrestling mm-hmm. uh, and Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, this yeah. is from BYX3. Is X for Extravaganza? Yes. No, Christmas. Backyard Christmas. This is dumb. Uh, <laughs> back your Xmas. Oh my goodness. Who did this? Um okay. So That's not even the worst holiday related backyard wrestling name. Well yeah, it doesn't beat BYT, backyard it's turkey. Backyard turkey, yeah. That's just lazy. Ah. <laughs> uh so yes, Eric Corvus in backyard wrestling is definitely a thing that I just I probably should have assumed happened. Um, totally, yeah. But I was was too naive, too dumb. So, okay, I I don't have a lot to say about the actual match, but I just think it's very interesting to see like someone I know as a professional wrestler versus mm. someone that made the transition and someone that's clear as day. Where other <laughs> the other footage is kind of grainy. You you got you gotta tell me to let me know it's them. But here it's definitely uh, yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then I like the post-match where he's telling you about all his professional wrestling matches and yarding matches with his uh, inflatable microphone that's about size of <laughs> size of me. Um, yeah. Just telling us how uh, this lad here is uh, viruses. Hey, this guy's like one of the best guys I've ever been there with. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just doing that classic we're going to honor bull crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what this uh, came from. That's what this whole yeah. culture was built out of. Was like, like you got Ring of Honor was was always built on that um, that mentality of like this is real wrestling. Like this isn't what WWE does. This isn't WCW. This is this is capital R real wrestling. And that mentality like was so pervasive to an entire generation of wrestling fans that like they did shit like this. That was like in their eyes real wrestling. This is some. This is some real real wrestling. Uh, yeah. They, there's tears at the end. There's kissing. There's people on the mat clapping. It's just, it's just professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So the final match that I was sent is going to be another Daniel Makabe match. Uh, this time yeah. versus Ricky Crash. Yeah. Um. Otherwise known as a uh, Ricky Shane Page these days. And his gear is some absolute drizzling shits. <laughs> My <laughs> God. Break and this, this show was booked by Drew Cordero. Yes. Okay. Uh, BYU, BYU, BYU was the backyard experience. Mm. He ran a bunch of those. Drew was also... Uh, I mean, it ran... says in the opening of this video, Drew Cordero presents. Right. He, yes. Yeah. And, what and a BYU, fucking mark. I haven't seen any of that yeah. kind of flagrant <laughs> well, he did, self-promotion. He didn't make that video. But, yeah. I don't care. I, he, that's um, flagrant. And Beyond Wrestling came directly out of yeah. the BYU shows. If that wasn't clear, I think. He, <laughs> I was going to discuss he, that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was going to run BYU 10. Mm. He invited every all these yarders under the pretense 
that they were running BYE 10, a backyard show at a warehouse in Ohio. They all showed up and he said, we're doing something a little bit different. I want to run a pilot for this idea I have for an independent wrestling fed. And it was the first, it's the beyond wrestling pilot. And so they're chanting BYE because it's BYE 10. And on commentary, Drew says, BYE, that stands for Beyond Your Expectations. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It stands for Backyard Experience. (laughs) Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so a little bit about the match. I kind of want to go into the Beyond Wrestling aspect. Sure. So I... Not a whole lot to say about the match itself. Uh, probably actually, it was actually the first match I watched in the list, just because I wanted mm. to see Ricky Shane Page in that environment. So since he's cl- so clearly um, from this this culture, uh, totally. he definitely wrestles as someone that watched tapes, did this shit in the yard, and just decided that hey, I'm now going to do this as a pro- professionally and get get yeah. get that twenty five dollar run. Um, so, the one thing I do want to point out because it's all about all about the six spots mm. is they do. Let me. I gotta get to it. Okay, there's a hurricane rana from the top. Yes. Um. Onto some. Uh, I don't, what, what's it called? The pallet. It's a pallet. Yeah. Yeah, it's pallet. a wooden pallet. To a wooden pallet, and some of the. Why would you do it? I don't know because you know it's not gonna break. Um. It's just gonna bounce in some weird ways, and yeah. yeah, so it's on a couple of chairs, so it's above the the ring technically. So I'm not sure if that's supposed to make me feel like it's gonna hurt more. It, I guess it does because it looks like not that's not how it's supposed to go. Daniel McAvey hits his own legs off the thing, um, yeah. and it looks like no one won in that situation. So. That's what happens there when you decide to do some moves with some big objects that you have no control over. The whole match isn't quite that dumb, though. Like, it's built around no. this idea that that Ricky's got this, like, rolling elbow finish that has put away everybody in the yard. And Dan knows that coming in, so he goes after his arm. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't play into the finish like it probably should. But, like, they spend the whole match building around that sort of story of, of, of Daniel Maccabe, like, destroying his arm and Ricky being like... I don't have anything else, so I'm going to keep using this arm and hurting myself. Yeah, so they do actually do some neat stuff uh, besides yeah. all the dumb stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's what it is. It's it. Backyard wrestling is a mixture of neat and dumb. Which yeah. is gotta love it. Gotta appreciate it for what it is. Okay, so now moving on to the beyond wrestling aspect of this. Can you give me more background on that? Um, on this pilot. So he... The pilot, it's available on Beyond Demand for anyone yeah. who, who wants to give it a watch. I, it's, Two it's, shows, I think. It was, well, he, he edited, it to get, edited it together into one, but it was two oh, days. Okay. It was two or three days of wrestling. And that first Beyond show, that, that pilot, like, it's like 75% of those guys are yarders who, who have worked indies here and there. Mm-hmm. And the other 25% of them are like, AIW guys, um, basically, yeah. Period. AIW is practically a yard fed. Yeah. Based on like who comes in and out of it is is basically it. Yeah. Um and and Drew, you know, 
he had he'd spent all this time running these 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 super shows where the wrestlers were the fans and we were just trying to to get pops from our friends so he said i'm gonna do this thing you know wrestling for wrestlers i'm gonna run shows not in front of a crowd but in front of other wrestlers you know i think beyond went something like three years before they ran their first actual live show it might even yeah. be longer than that i think it was 2012 yeah so so you know he took this thing that had worked for him so well in in like what he did as a hobby and he made it he made it a uh, he, he made it a professional fed you know um and and now those shows are just when Beyond runs their studio tapings. That's what that is. Yeah. Uh, and you see more people doing like that's what Dojo Wars is more or less, you know. Um, I, and like and like uh, there's a bunch of a bunch of feds now like locally will do that whole studio taping idea. Progress um, is the Endeavor shows. Yeah. Yeah, and and it came from Drew and this in this culture of backyard wrestling, which I think has had a positive effect on a lot of talent. Uh, sure. Yeah, I do too. Like without without backyard wrestling, you don't get Adrian Neville, you don't get Will Osprey, which is maybe a bad thing, but uh, you don't get uh, you don't get Jay Lethal, you don't get Fred Yehi, you don't get Chad Gable. Like these are all backyard wrestlers from this community. Yep. What is BACW? Uh, that's Yay High's Fed. I don't. Th- I know I know it, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Okay. I don't know what that stands for. Because so I got very confused going through that channel because there's a whole lot of views, which can't be legit. Sure. Um, it's, 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 yeah. Well, no, I mean, it is. Some some yarding feds were stupid mass- popular. Massively popular on YouTube. Yeah. There's this, there's this one Australian fed that was like just a bunch of 13 year olds doing dumb shit that got like thousands upon thousands of views. And there's there's a lot of um, bad backyard wrestling, especially like deathmatch oriented backyard wrestling that gets a ton of ton of views on YouTube. Uh, but that I think that's for a different sort of reason. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, but I, yeah, it's just interesting how I think Beyond kind of bridged that gap, so to speak, of sure. creating something that is pretty much backyard wrestling. Put it except. I mean, what's that? What's the difference between those initial Beyond shows where it was just wrestlers in the crowd, mm. um, and yarding that isn't in a yard? I mean, there's really not anything there different. Isn't. Like it's there's not um, backyard wrestling doesn't guys, strictly have to be outdoors or in a yard yeah. or anything. Like I've a lot of the shows I've I've wrestled at weren't in a yard or anything. But like there's like literally you go to early beyond shows and like, there's just, there's not a difference between the roster, between how it's set up, between um, just the, the, the idea, the mindset, the culture behind it. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, the only difference was that drew was a little bit pickier with who he invited slightly. And he was already picky. Drew, drew ran a very tight ship in the yard. (laughs) Drew, drew Cordero at BYU five, that, that show with, uh, With uh, Makabe versus uh, Ricky Crash, stopped a match mid-match because he'd hit his preset time limit. Rang the bell, kicked him out of the ring, middle of the match. Made everyone stop filming. Like yeah, because it hit twenty minutes. 
You know, that's what he hit did. Hit 15. Hit 15. I looked it up <laughs> today. That's good. That's yeah. good. And that's 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 what it was. Was just like for a lot of people, like this is just something fun to do. But for other people, this was like they wanted to explore this hobby. They wanted to get better at this hobby. They wanted to to make like you may or may not. Uh, consider wrestling an art form but for a lot of these people it is and they wanted to get better at the art to create and so like that came with a sort of standard that they had to hold themselves and hold others to right and you get there are there are strict bookers and not like i once went to a show in new jersey 20 matches it was (laughs) four hours that's unheard of yeah um but then you go you go to ones where the main event starts at midnight, like we said earlier. Totally. <laughs> it is it is funny to me that Drew ran such a tight ship because my biggest knock when I go to Beyond shows is that they're so long. But, well, uh, it's sort of a different situation with Beyond because they make so much money from food yeah, sales. Because yeah. his that, mom uh, his yeah. mom's cooking. Yeah. Cooking, which was a big part of also, backyard wrestling. Which also that started at backyard shows. His mom would come, yeah. take calzone orders from everybody, show up with calzones. And then he was like, "All right, we're gonna do that at Beyond Wrestling too. We're gonna sell the, we're gonna sell calzones and and mac and cheese and meatball subs and grilled cheeses and it's it's, it's everything he 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 toyed with at the backyard shows happens in Beyond. Okay, that's well, I awesome. Think, I don't think he's necessarily these days booking matches where the loser has to get peed on by the winner. No. That's <laughs> not a thing anymore. No. But, but it's... I mean. Real cool Donnie to Cox see. Strong, yeah. Donnie Cogstrong was on that show on Sunday and he was on those BYEs. Yeah. So it's just, it is Dave real Cole, interesting another one. to see how much Beyond pretty much took from those learnings. Um, how Drew just pretty much built Beyond to what it is today. Um, yeah. I don't know if he likes it or not. Um, I don't. I don't know that Drew Cordero has ever been happy in his life. <laughs> He's okay. a very high-strung person. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes that makes sense. Um, but now this guy is putting on a show that's going to be taking place WrestleMania weekend. So sure. might might lose a lot of money on it, but it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Going to, that, going to that, Sam? I'm going to that. That card looks super good. That card looks super good. It's only like three matches so far, and it does look super good. <laughs> I mean, I think he's got like six, five or six. It's okay, uh, the Hit Squad versus uh, Unbreakable Love and Machines. Yes. AR Fox versus John Silver. Oh, I didn't know that. Jack versus Riddle. Uh, Keith Lee versus Jeff Cobb. And a mm-hmm. Janela P Open Challenge. Um, okay. And that, uh, what's her name? I don't want to mispronounce it, so I'm just going to say it. Versus Lufesto. The girl, the the wrestler that was wrestled pretty much all the professional wrestling companies. Deanna oh, Prado. Bingo. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, versus Lefisto. So that looks rad. Um, yes, yeah, that card. That card looks about as good as you're probably going to get that weekend. So I'm jazzed for sure. <laughs> um, I I don't know what else. I don't know what else. I'm I'm thankful for you sending all those matches to me, Brock. Um, cause there was a lot going on and a lot mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Um, I guess I should have known or under had a grasp well, on some of these things, but it's not, it's not like this isn't common knowledge. Like when most people think backyard wrestling, they think like people, people just like wrestling on a trampoline or a mattress in their backyard. But like it, 
and it and it certainly was like that at a, a certain point of time. And there are people today who do that sort of thing, and sometimes they grow out of it or grow into something greater. But like, backyard wrestling is is so much like bigger and more organized than a lot of people are aware of because it's it's just it's just a subculture of a subculture of a subculture that is like professional wrestling and it just grew on the internet and exploded into this dumb thing where people are flying thousands of miles to go like beat the shit out of each other yeah and like i, I guess i never properly understood like the venn diagram that exists between indie wrestling as i know it and mm. yarding yeah, um, totally. Like that, th- this, that intersection. Not, not everyone came out of like this sort of um this sort of community that Andrew and I come from and our predecessors come from, but like a lot of people did. Like Pete Dunn and Mark Andrews are specifically yep. from this community. Like yep. you're not they wouldn't be here. So some total kind of geeks. Thing. Okay. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean but like, like the the like, best wrestler in the world right now in twenty seventeen was and still is really a backyard wrestler. Timothy Thatcher bro- backyard wrestled? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Freddie. Yeah, oh, okay. That Ajumata. makes Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, 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 cool. And I mean, Chris, Chris hero is, he was on a backyard fest. Yeah. He did that stuff. Like he's not against it. And that doesn't, that doesn't really surprise <laughs> me. Sure. Yeah. After watching he's some of this nerd. stuff. Yeah. Just a big geek. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that intersection where, hey, a lot of indie wrestlers are just watching tapes from mid-2000s, early 2000s, just trying to mm-hmm. recreate that um, for themselves and be like, hey, I just did Loki versus Amazing Red or Loki oh. versus Danielson. And it was not really an organic professional wrestling match. It was more like playing Guitar Hero. Um, can I play this uh, song on Expert? Uh, and hit all the notes <laughs> as fast as possible. That's not a bad way to describe it, yeah, really. Uh, but that was happening at the backyard level as well. So, yeah, I guess that it's just interesting to see something that I didn't properly mm. understand. Um, and Chris here is obviously Mr. Can I do this match that someone else had <laughs> with my own flair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, cool, cool, cool. Uh, is there anything else that people should know about yarding that we probably didn't cover here um that um, won't take a whole nother show i don't know like i wanted i wanted to send you so much stuff like after i sent those videos like i i kept finding more videos that was like oh this would explain something this would explain this aspect or oh right. this would like shed light to this sort of thing like it's like there's politics to backyard wrestling it's just like any group of yeah. people especially like young athletic and um competitive people like there's so it's the perfect time with the student athlete memes to talk about totally good it's there's there's like there there are separate uh regions of the world that each individually have like their own style like the florida backyard wrestling style is so far removed from like the midwest backyard wrestling style from from the vancouver like eastern uh canada versus western canada had different styles like it's there's so it's so deep and so much bigger than like people know about. Like there's 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 just there's a lifetime of stuff here to dig through. I actually kind of wish that existed more in uh, the larger scale of sure indie yeah. wrestling because everything is just so homogenous now. That's totally awesome to and hear that it, on a lower part scale. Part of it comes out of 
part of part of it comes out of this like kind of mindset where like guys were just watching all sorts of footage and trying to like replicate that like there's not other than specifically like some of these guys are indie wrestlers there's not a huge difference between people who were back at wrestlers 10 years ago and people who are independent wrestlers today like they have the same they might not have come from the same places but they have the same mindset and whether or not that's good for wrestling as a whole that's debatable but that's what it is and like we didn't even get into the idea that there was like we had a touring world champion sure right? yeah like, just, like <laughs> we <laughs> oh man we had regional champions we had yeah. we had a touring world champion that went from canada to the uk to the u.s and like yeah jesus yeah yeah it's un- it's unreal <laughs> and uh, it's and it's stupid it's so stupid but it's what we loved yeah you dumb son of a bitches yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, ah. i would i wouldn't i wouldn't trade my Rain as nope. Northeast Tag Team Champion for anything. So. My, my knees click every time I get up and down, but I wouldn't trade that for the world. Are you saying that's not supposed to what happens? No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> ah, well, this is unfortunate. I haven't done yarding, and that's happening to me. So, ah, the torture. I think I'm going to have a cry after this. Um, well, okay. I thank you both for being on. Thanks for having us. I. I'm I'm glad to finally get this sort of thing out. I was thinking about like writing about it for wrestling with words at some point. I might still do that, but uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about this stupid thing that we love. Yeah, I see. Like I like hearing people talk about things that I just don't know shit about. Sure, um, that's what this show's called. Exactly. We don't know wrestling. <laughs> I don't know much. Uh, so yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug, uh, Andrew? I mean, uh, sports entertainment strengths, Brock's on it too. Um, we're, <laughs> Podcast we're, on wrestlingwithwords.com. We're presumably dropping two episodes this week. so Should be. I don't, I don't know if that's still the plan, but, uh, but yeah, be on, be, on, be on the lookout. Um, and whenever I decide, uh, whenever I feel the need, I, I review main event over on Wrestling With Words pretty semi-infrequently. <laughs> um, but, you know, I write every now and then, so I guess I'll plug that as well. And Brack? Uh, I, I mean, just Andrew really took most of my stuff. Like, we don't know <laughs> wrestling. We don't know wrestling.com, a.k.a. wrestlingwithwords.com. Uh, go visit it. There's a lot of good stuff there. We all write for it. We do, we do things for it. It's just a bunch of nerds talking about things that they love. Um, go watch Beyond Wrestling. Like, it's, it's a product I honestly do believe a lot in. Drew's a friend, but, like, he, he puts on stuff that really does get to the core of what I love about wrestling. And you might like it, too, so go watch it. Keep watching wrestling in whatever format you can. Support it. Um, be good to each other. Punch Nazis in the face. It's all sorts of <laughs> the sorts of sign off that I give on SES. Uh, just yeah. Uh, awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at Concrete nineteen ninety two. They pretty much went over all the plugs that I need mm-hmm. to do. So uh, go find Wrestling Words on iTunes. Give it a subscription. Uh, Throw a review up. Give us some. Give us some snowflakes. I prefer the fours and the fives. Uh, mm. That helps with the algorithm and such. So, thanks. <laughs>